0: Scotty, if everything goes according to plan, beam us up.
1: Captain, yeah. beam me up. Energize.
2: Hello and welcome to Pod Me Up, Scotty. Uh, this is a podcast where we rewatch all of Star Trek in chronological order. I'm Ushin, and this is Andrea. Hello, Andrea. How are you today?
1: I'm fine. Good. Okay. Um, I have a cat on my lap, so I'm great.
2: Yes. Do you want to introduce your cat in this episode?
1: Yes, because I think it's very likely that she will at some point make an an appearance. So my name is Andrea. My cat's name is Velith. Um. It's a Vulcan name, actually, very nice for this podcast. Um, But she responds to baby, because that's what I've called her her whole life. Um, She's a pandemic baby, which means that we talked a lot, and she's two and a half years old now, and she still talks a lot. So if you hear a baby crying, it's not a baby crying, it's my cat.
2: Yes, and it means that I couldn't edit it out. (laughs)
1: yes probably because i was talking
2: at the same time exactly uh what does valith mean
1: i forgot (laughs) at some point (laughs) when i stopped using her name i forgot i know it was it's a v apostrophe l i t h and it's a a vulcan name and i know it had a meaning i just like she's baby so yeah
2: that's all you need So, that brings us to Star Trek, the reason why we're here. So, you're obviously a Star Trek fan, I take it? No, I hate it. Okay, Uh, end of podcast. (laughs) 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 Um,
1: Yes, I've always been a Star Trek fan. Like, I liked it over Star Wars growing up, because my mom introduced me to the movies. I mean, my mom loves Star Wars, don't get me wrong. But I think she put more effort in showing me the Star Trek ones than the Star Wars ones. And I just grew more fond of Star Trek. And then I really became more obsessed when the new movies came out, the the remakes. And then I went back and watched the older shows again and the older movies again. Um. So yeah. I'm uh, a Trekkie. Yes. Uh, how, how about you?
2: Yeah, so we're both kind of Trekkies, but neither of us has watched every single Star Trek.
1: That is a, no, that is a dedication that neither of us has committed to until now.
2: Until now, this is where we start. Okay, so, you've watched the original series? Yes. And you watched Star Trek Enterprise, which is where we're starting. Yes. And you've watched the new movies.
1: I have watched all the movies. I have watched the older movies and the new movies. I actually have a set of DVDs that has all the original movies. So that will come in handy at some point when we when we get there. And then I have watched Discovery, but I haven't finished that because I'm not going to comment because it's, it's still a few years, I think, down the line for a rewatch okay. of it. But I'm not in any hurry to get there. So that's my opinion on that. And then we did watch some of Lower Decks together, but I didn't finish
2: yeah, so yeah, I have finished Power Dex, but I'm looking forward to rewatching it again because I like that show. Um, so just on the movies, uh, you watched? Have you watched the next generation movies with Patrick Stewart? Yes. Ah, I didn't realize that.
1: Um, which was a, I think it was a mistake because I think I don't know if the movies come before the show. I think the show comes first and then the movies. Um, but because they do link Kirk and him together in one movie. I just continued watching them.
0: Oh, yeah, they do.
2: There is, yeah. I forgot. Well, no, actually, I haven't seen that movie.
0: But, but you know, know it a, exists. I know
2: about that. Yeah. Um. Okay, and then so my Star Trek, I've watched... Uh, I kind of I only started watch. I actually only started watching Star Trek with the newer movies. Mm-hmm. That was the first Star Trek thing. Oh, actually, no, that's a lie. I went... For some reason, our family went to see Star Trek Insurrection in the cinema, which is one of the Patrick Stewart ones. And, I mean, we weren't a Star Trek household. I don't think we'd ever watched Star Trek. I think we may have went with Cousins. But, yeah, we did go to see that movie in mm-hmm. the cinema. And then after that, I mean, I vaguely remember it kind of passing it on TV. You know, you'd be flicking through the channels and thinking it looked good, but I never got into it. But I'd always kind of been curious about it. And then when they did the Chris Pine movies, I was like, Oh, well, they're kind of rebooting it, starting over again. It's an opportunity for me to kind of jump on board. And I did. So I watched those movies and I really enjoyed two of them. And then, <laughs> uh, since that. It's funny watched... because I
1: also did, uh, enjoy two of them, but we did not enjoy the same ones.
2: Well, that's going to be fun. Little tease mm-hmm. there audiences for uh, 10 years time when we get to those movies. <laughs> Uh, and then I watched, I feel like there must have been a gap then because I watched, what was it? What was, I, wa- I must have watched Discovery. I, I have watched some of Discovery, same as yourself. But I only started watching like the proper 90s Star Trek during lockdown. And I started watching it because Amazon was doing pick card. And so I was like, okay, I want to watch that. So I'm going to have to rewatch all of Star Trek. So I started with The Next Generation. and worked my way through those series. Um, I've watched some of the original series. But then I stopped, and then uh, I was watching Enterprise, and I like to listen to podcasts about the stuff that I watch, and I couldn't find a good podcast about Star Trek. and um, Basically, you would be nagging me for ages about starting a podcast, and I said... Thank you. Yeah, you yeah. had been nagging me, and then I suggested, why don't we do it about Star Trek? And you were hesitant, you know, to start off. It took you a bit of cajoling, <laughs> a bit of negotiation. <laughs> but you came around eventually. So to start off, we are talking about Star Trek Enterprise. So we are starting yes. in chronological order.
1: Yes, chronological for the show, not for the time that they, it came out, obviously.
2: I personally can't wait for the moment when... We're on season three of Enterprise and they suddenly release a movie set before Enterprise and we have to start all over again. Or they do something that messes with our chronological order. That's going to be exciting. Yeah,
1: I mean, I don't put it past them because they are very likely. Like, they love just fucking up the, time, the timeline. Um... Yeah, but I don't think there there will ever be anything before Enterprise, which is why I started watching Enterprise because I wanted to watch everything Star Trek in chronological order and that's how I found myself in a cowboy infused Star Trek.
2: We'll get to the cowboy infusion. Um, yes. <laughs> um, so, we have to be honest, uh, we are starting obviously today with the first episode of Enterprise Broken Bow part 1. Part, part ones, part ones and twos, Um, (laughs) parts one and two. Um, I have seen because we started this podcast when I had already watched. I think I, I think I watched seven episodes of Star Trek Enterprise. So I am rewatching the first seven episodes, obviously to refresh my memory. But um, after that, we are going to have a whole clean slate with me in terms of I've never seen this, which is fun. And that's what I'm looking forward to as well when we get to series that you haven't watched before because Mm -hmm. I think we're both going to have questions about certain things. Yes. Which is exciting. It is. And also, because we watch different series and different movies, we have, I imagine, very different preferences in terms of crew members, etc.
1: Yes. So you are very... Into making lists of priorities, Mm -hmm. things that you like more or less. Like, you have your whole MCU movies
2: catalogued. I love a ranking.
1: Yes. I am not like that. The last thing I watched is probably my favorite show. Like, that's how I work. I don't... I mean, I do have things that I like more than other things, but if you ask me what my favorite show is, it's probably going to be Doctor Who because it's the last thing I rewatched. And it's not objectively my favorite show. It's just the last thing that I rewatched. Yeah. So I am very excited to hear your rankings and me complain about your ranking even though I don't have one.
2: Yeah, no, that's going to be great crack. Uh, yes. Because, you know, I absolutely love being criticized by you. It's one of my favorite things. I know. Um. So with that, is there is there anything else we need to... Discuss about our Star Trek histories. Is there anything else you want to mention, or shall we just jump straight into the episode Broken Bone? Mm,
1: no, I think we just we just need to get on with it.
2: Okay, wrong. I have a question. Um, then why did you ask me? Because I only if thought I I, I only thought I'm about not it. wrong. I, I only thought about it. Yeah, wrong was wrong. I'll edit that out. Don't worry. Uh, so it won't look. No, like you me. don't. It edit won't it. look like You leave it. You <laughs> No, I was gonna ask you you have watched Enterprise several times now. Yes. So I want to know without um spoilers, what like how when when like what was your can you remember your kind of like a sense of feeling after you've watched the first episode even? Like did you think, Oh, this is good, I'm gonna love this show, I'm gonna keep watching? Uh were you um... hesitant?
1: Well, I did watch this show for the first time in 2018 because I remember watching it in Ireland for the first time. And um so I don't know what I thought. I just knew like so it's an old show. It's a 2000s show, which is an old show by our standards. And I do remember liking it because if not I wouldn't have continued um without like, giving away too much. I continued watching because I always try to give any show the benefit of the doubt with a pilot. And I remember hating the theme song. I was like, what the fuck is this?
2: What the fuck? What, what the fuck is the it, What the fuck? Have you gone victim to Stockholm Syndrome and you just now like the theme song?
1: I think so, yes. Now I love it. Yesterday, after I re-watched it, I started singing it. It just got stuck in my head.
2: It got stuck in my head, too, but I still hate it.
1: I want to see if you change your mind about it.
2: Well, no, because, and this is what I was going to ask, I reckon when you started watching it on Netflix, I can't remember when, when did they introduce the skip intro button, you see? Because I, I have that now, so I can just skip it.
1: Um, No, I could skip it.
2: You didn't? You chose not to skip it.
1: I chose to not to skip it.
2: Okay. You've, you've only got yourself to blame, then. Um I will absolutely not be <laughs> listening to it ever again. I listened to it on this episode uh, because I was like, okay, we have to talk about this. <laughs> it's just so out of sync with every other Star Trek theme. Yes. Because for one thing, it's a song. I mean, they're all songs. This is just a, a country song. They're not songs, though. They don't have lyrics. This is a song with lyrics. Every other theme is like just a, a musical theme with maybe a bit of dialogue over it. This is a proper song.
1: I mean, what you're missing out then is... The space, the final frontier. Yeah, speech.
2: Well, and not even it doesn't even have to have a speech because there are series that don't have a speech, like uh, Voyager and Deep Space Nine. Spoilers, they don't have a speech over the opening credits, but they have a kind of you know sciency Star Trek esque musical theme, but it's not a song. It's certainly not a country song.
0: I mean, again, I did
1: remember hating it because what the fuck? Like I. Yeah, the last thing that I watched before Enterprise was the original series. And let me tell you, I have not skipped one intro of the original series because I sang that intro. It was a song because I said the speech and then I sang oh, the God. music. So that's what I was used to. And then yeah, it's like a like a shock. Like what what yeah. is this? What kind of show is this that it has this intro? Um I do think now that it fits, but that is my opinion,
2: of course. I just don't think it fits, and that's why it jars with me. Look, I'll, I'll maybe I'll give it a go in future. Maybe I'll not press the skip button in time and have to listen to it. But uh, until that day, I will be on skip alert, which I don't like, because I like listening to a theme. I don't usually skip the credits because I feel like it kind of sets the tone of the show. But um, I believe that song just sets the wrong tone. For me.
0: I don't agree, but I don't want
1: to say any spoilers. So we will revisit this at the end of Enterprise, I think. I think there is a change at some point. I think they either make it shorter or they change something. If I remember correctly, they change something about it. But yeah, we can definitely come back to this once we're done. And you can see if... You have changed your mind that this fits or doesn't fit.
2: Yeah, because I do. I just want to say last thing. I do like the actual opening credits of the like montage of history and transport history of like development of flight and stuff. I really enjoy that. It's just the, the music. And um, so that's uh, half an hour done on the theme song. Um <laughs> Maybe we should talk about the rest of the episode.
1: Okay, so I have watched this already. I'm more interested in your opinion. I mean, you have watched it already, but it's not like you finished the whole thing. So what's your first impression on the crew of the Enterprise, the first original crew of the Enterprise?
2: So my first impression of the crew, um, the captain, I'm I'm still warming to, even though I've now, I have watched seven episodes. Mm-hmm. Let's see if uh, this rewatch of those seven affects that, but... He doesn't have the same uh, charisma or, uh, I suppose, he doesn't have the same kind of awe-inspiring sense that some of the other captains have. Uh, He's a bit bland, if I'm honest, for the moment. Okay. I did like, at the end of the episode, that he was apologetic to to Paul and admitted that he had to bury his grudges. So, you know, I like a captain who's willing to admit he's wrong. Mm -hmm.
1: Very important characteristic as a uh, captain.
2: Yeah, very important. I think he's a good captain, you know. Um, and then I suppose we have to move on to Trip. Yes. Um, so Trip, I have to be honest, like, I remember I did not like Trip when I first met him. I, he just sounded... He seemed very brash, very opinionated.
0: You're describing um, me!
2: <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, I realise that. But yeah, I just didn't... I didn't warm to him. I can't remember how I would feel after seven episodes, but... Let's, I'm starting again. I'm giving him another chance. I'm curious as to why he's called Trip. Do we ever find that out? I
0: because
1: his
2: name is like
1: his name is Charles, Charles Tucker the third. Um. Yeah. But I think I remember something about the origin of Trip, but I don't. Like I'm not sure if I read that outside of the show once I became yeah. obsessed with him, or or if they actually explained it in the show. So. It will be a surprise for us both.
2: Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to that. Um, My impression of Trip, I'm going to say this, and I'm aware that this may cause you offence. Um, But my impression of Trip so far is that he is very dog-like.
1: Mmm, dog-like. I thought you were going to go another direction.
2: No, I feel like he's like the captain's dog personified. And obviously, captain has a dog. Yeah, so for sure. But I feel like, you know, he's very loyal He's kind of always at the captain's side. That's just my impression so far. I mean... Uh, is that he feels like a dog.
1: Sure, but what are your thoughts then on Spock? I don't want to know, don't answer, but like, they're besties.
2: It's not just that he's like loyal and stuff. It's just like, uh, like you know when in, the, in this episode where he's like uh, giving out to the lady who's tending her son? I mean you can imagine you know he's like, hey, 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 you over there. I mean you can imagine like he's like a dog barking at something he doesn't like. I can. Okay. That's it just it just he just feels very dog like to me.
1: That's your opinion?
2: Like I feel like he's if 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 a dog was personified into a Star Trek could...
1: Like I don't see what's bad about it. He's a golden retriever.
0: I'm not saying it's bad. Yeah,
2: you're saying you sure don't like bad. it? Uh, do I like it? I mean, I suppose no. I kind of do like it, um,
0: but it's just a bit off-putting because I just keep thinking of a dog when I see.
1: It. I guess you're a cat person then.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I do. I do like Trip, but he's definitely not. I don't think there's anyone in this crew who I like love yet.
1: Understandable as well.
2: I don't think any of them would be jumping into my, like, top, top crew if I had to pick a crew of all the series, which we may do at some stage.
1: Yeah, no, it makes sense. I am i wasn't expecting your first episode to be like, oh, I would give my life for T'Pol. No, I wouldn't.
0: Fuck her.
2: Well, yeah, you're jealous, though. I'm pretty sure one of my first comments to you about the first episode was the chemistry between these two. It's ridiculous and the, the sexual tension between them, especially, you know, in that decontamination yes. scene.
1: That blue light is just giving... It's just giving porn movie.
2: <laughs> I mean, yeah, and they're literally rubbing gel slash lube on each other. Yes. um, It's ridiculous. Which, I have to say, look, they're not very good at that. I, I don't know if they're meant to cover themselves, but they definitely don't. A lot of focus on the ears. They don't do the rest of the face. But they do, like, spend a lot of time rubbing gel into each other's ears. <laughs> and I was I like, mean, this is weird. Yeah. Because if I need someone to put sun cream or something on me, I can do my own ears. I don't need someone can to you? do my ears. Can you,
0: though? Can you?
2: Yes. Yes, <laughs> I can. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I found that strange.
1: So we also learn about the temporal cold war uh, in this episode.
2: Yes. I have questions about this.
1: Uh, Are your questions answerable without spoiling... No. Okay.
2: (laughs) No. Uh, But I'm going to ask them anyway because I think it's important that we're able to keep track of these. Okay. Yeah, makes sense. First of all, my original theory after watching the first episode was that the shadowy figure was, I think Saval is his name, the, the Vulcan character. Because I was like, well, why would they hide him if we, if we don't know him? Like, there's no point in hiding a character we haven't met yet. But I ha, I'm beginning to doubt that theory because in this episode, he does ask where Klang, the Klingon, is. And, like, Saval should know where he is because he was part of that conversation. But then there's issues with the whole temporal war thing because I don't know. For one thing, I don't know if this is going to be, a, like, a season arc or if it's going to be a four season arc. But I'm curious to see how how long they stretch this out for. I'm also curious as to how committed they are to the temporal nature of it. Because a temporal war can be very confusing because if one side is in the future, then they're automatically changing the past even as they fight it, which is very confusing.
0: Mm -hmm. I agree.
2: But yeah, no, so I think the tempo. I'm looking, I'm looking for, it's intriguing. It's a very intriguing start. And the idea that they are like, it's a very subtle, I think they call it a cold tempo War, which I like. They're kind of messing with the Klingons to start off with. Um, Very excited to see how the Klingons feature into this. Um, feature into Star Trek in general, because my, I don't know about you, my knowledge of the Klingons mainly comes from the, the 90s series where they're, Obviously, Worf is the main character, but, um, you know, the Klingons feature heavily. Whereas, uh, I think Discovery, I know they're part of the first season. Um, I know they feature in at least one episode of the original series, but I don't know what their relationship is with the Federation at that stage. So I'm looking forward to seeing all that.
1: For what I've experienced watching Star Trek, I have never seen them as anything other than enemies.
2: I, I mean, I don't want to spoil the later series for you, but I don't think they're possibly as antagonistic as they are earlier in, in earlier series. But yeah, that actually reminds me. So your your mention of their enemies of Starfleet reminds me, and that's a question I had after this episode. And here people are going to be like, I thought he said he was a Trekkie. <laughs> What, what, what is the difference or what is the similarity between Starfleet and the Federation? Cause my understanding before this episode was that they were essentially the same thing and that the Federation, because I've seen the first contact movie where they go back in time to the first contact and I had always assumed that the Federation existed before Earth. And Earth joined the Federation. But the Federation isn't mentioned in this episode. Starfleet is. And Starfleet is clearly a uh, Earth
0: human endeavor. Vulcans aren't part of it. Uh, Aliens aren't part of it. So, did Earth found the Federation?
1: Okay. Um, Starfleet is like the NASA of the time okay so i think because you have starfleet and starfleet academy so i think it's just all about going out there um to the stars so i think it's just a astronaut program but you know they make ships and they ship people off to the stars and i don't want to talk about much about the federation but yes, it is a thing that is founded after Starfleet. Okay. Like, you you have to think that, logically, you cannot have the uh, Federation before humans have been sent off to space. Like, we have to find the, the Federation out there to see the planets that want to form an alliance, and then there can be a Federation. So... Yes, yeah, Starfleet was before. I just understood it as a kind of NASA program. Like, oh, let's just develop faster ships. You can see in the first episode that they're only going to warp 4.5, I think. So, like, it's still very, like, significantly slower than future shows. But, yeah, we have to still go out there and slowly meet people that want to form a federation. So that is the main difference. Starfleet is, like, the Earth program to ship people out and the federation is once we know what people want to be nice with us and we can be nice with them we form an alliance to like protect each other
2: okay i thought the federation had been set up by like other alien races and like earth joined.
1: maybe but we have to meet those alien races (laughs)
2: okay okay i'm looking forward to to finding out all this that kind of brings me on to another thing I wanted to talk about mm-hmm. um, with this show and, I suppose, Star Trek in general, but certainly this show, um, the uniforms. Yes. Do you understand the colours?
1: Listen, no. No one... I, I wouldn't believe if anyone from the Star Trek fandom ever came and said, I understand the colours for all of the shows... All of the movies, all of the variations. No, they don't make fucking sense.
2: I appreciate that they did revert back to yellow for Captain on this. Yes. Because obviously in the original series, Kirk wore yellow. And uh, in this, even though they're all wearing blue. Um, yeah, they have
1: like little detailing.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, A lot of pockets in, this, in these uniforms. Curious to see if they ever come in handy. That'll be fun. I suspect they won't.
1: I don't remember them being any... Any handier than any other uniform. Like, maybe they are for engineering. I would think that engineers get more use out of them than the captain. Um, But, like, who knows? Maybe they have gum in there, lip balm.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it does get cold up in space. Yeah, it's it's freezing. But um, the jackets are horrible. Yep. And they look very uncomfortable. And I do kind of love that Star Trek tries to do this. They try to do, oh, we need like outerwear for the uniforms because you know these uniforms clearly don't look warm enough as it is. When in fact they're fucking roasting. Most of them already look like they're wearing theirs, and then they just like, no, no, you need a jacket that has same <laughs> color pattern. Um, and some of them, some of them in later series, like the jackets aren't even like a different material. Uh, they're just like slightly thicker, and it's like, what's the point of that? At least these ones do look rainproof, but they also look like they're made of plastic.
1: That's what happens when you rainproof something. Usually, it's made out of plastic.
2: Yeah, no, that's that's a fair point. <laughs> <I accept that. laughs>
1: yeah, no, I understand what what is you're saying. I think we did talk about this once you started watching it before we knew about this podcast. Um, So Discovery is obviously also placed before the original show. But one of our criticism about it was that it doesn't look previous to the show. It looks more technically advanced. And you did say with Enterprise that you were glad that it looked older, like the technology wasn't as advanced. And I don't know, maybe you want to talk about that again.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think part of that is because of production budgets. I think Discovery clearly had a much bigger production budget than this, given the times. But yeah, I think this also definitely has made an effort to make itself look slightly less technologically advanced. Like they have the old kind of square communicators. On the ship, they don't even use communicators. They literally have to go over to a port in the wall, which they did in the original series, which I like. I feel like they definitely had walkie-talkies in the 60s. And I don't know why the original series was like, oh yeah, in the future they'll definitely still have to go to a wall to talk to someone rather than have a carryable device, but...
1: I mean, they did have <laughs> a carryable <laughs> device, that's... <laughs> like, it, if you can use it from the planet to the orbit, you surely can use it in the same ship.
2: Yeah, but, exactly.
1: I mean, it does... It's, you know...
2: Yeah, it's just something you have to accept, and i mean as i said i do like that they they have made an effort to look themselves make themselves look less technologically advanced i have questions about um the transporter mhm in this episode reed and mayweather are were introduced to the transporter and they're talking about how oh it's been approved for bio transport so like is this i don't you probably won't know this but i'm curious as to when transport and teleportation was invented because they're talking about it as if they've never done biotransport before and like it's like oh i don't know about that no
1: i think it was invented but for like cargo
2: okay okay so it's a new kind of this is the kind of first time it's been used for
1: living humans
2: which brings me on to my next question and you can correct me on this because i think you've seen it more times than i have in the movie into darkness yes There's quite a big deal, I remember, quite a big deal in that movie being made about the fact that, oh, they beamed someone who was moving for the first time.
1: Okay, I remember that scene. However, Into Darkness is another universe.
2: No, okay, but no, no, no. You see, this is it. It is another universe, but Into Darkness is still set after Enterprise.
1: Listen, you're talking about my favorite movie. <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> um I'm just saying I think it may have been done um I I don't remember if there was any problem with the transporter itself, maybe, I don't know. But I do remember them making it a big deal like, "Oh, they're moving too fast. They're, oh, th- it is because they were falling."
2: Yeah, maybe it's the speed because I know in into darkness like they're moving at a lot of speed so maybe that's it. I mean, Archer's quite old. I can't imagine he's running very fast.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it's because they were falling and and I feel like there may have been some kind of interference at some point with the machine that was next to them. If I'm remembering the right movie and you know, the I forget things. So, um but I think maybe it was, I mean, if you're transporting a, a being that is falling at, let's say, 100 miles or not 100 kilometers per hour, um, and you put them in another place, they're going to just slam into the floor and, like, die. Because there's,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like, I don't know how that would work. Archer, right, he's moving, but he's just running. So maybe, maybe it was something like that. Um. Again, I don't remember. I forget things.
2: Yeah, that's fair. It doesn't bother me. Um, it was just something I was I was curious about, and I look, I don't want this podcast to turn into a, a thing where we constantly nitpick every episode and stuff. Some things you just have to forget about and ignore. I that's what I like about the show so far because I don't usually like prequel series, but I do like that it is. And without being filled with a lot of Easter eggs, it's gone into the actual nitty gritty of, oh, actually, what was Starfleet like in the early days and how did they develop their technology and stuff? I like that.
1: Yeah, I think it's a good prequel because it's not trying to change what has been said before. Like, I know that there were references to Captain Archer in future series that happened before Enterprise was even filmed. So they took what has already been said and then added what they needed to add to make a show. It's a pity because obviously it didn't get achma as as much achmas <laughs> as much um, love by the fans when it came out. So it's I think underappreciated what they have done for the whole universe because it's not trying to be something like it's not trying to change the timeline it's not trying to set anything that then is not mentioned again <coughs> discovery but it's just like oh there were these this information was out there and we took it we applied it and then obviously we have to add more because we need a full show and not just like a dictionary so yeah it's I liked the show because of it because it's not trying to said a new world and then the rest of it has has to fit into it.
2: Yeah, I agree. And I'm looking forward to, to seeing how it pans out. Especially the, the whole Temporal War thing because I don't I don't even know how to explain it. That's how confusing I find it. <laughs> um but yeah I'm I'm curious to see how that pans out. Um I've realized that I we got distracted. I never finished my first impressions of the crew. We kind of stopped at trip. I mean we did kind of diverge into DePaul naturally. Yes. So let's continue with DePaul. I like DePaul.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Maybe for the same reasons you like Trip. Uh, okay. Uh, she's attractive.
1: No, she's is, she is attractive, yes.
2: I think for the same reason you like Trip and that he's very similar to you. I like DePaul because I'm a big fan of logic. And I'm like, yes, let's just take the pragmatic approach to these things. Like at the end of the episode where she's like, oh, we can't go back for the captain because we'll put the mission at risk and we have what we need for the mission. I'm like, yeah. What's the point of him sacrificing himself to get the Klingon you need only for you to lose the Klingon again by going back for him? It makes no sense. But I like Paul, and yeah, I'm looking forward to that dynamic because I've only watched seven episodes. I haven't really seen her interact with much of the other crew, and mm-hmm. um, which is always a fun, fun part of Trek, is seeing how the different crew members interact, and not just with the captain. But yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Briefly going backwards to Trek, Yes. I wanted to ask you, when the love started? Like, was it a love at first sight? Was it gradual?
1: I mean, obviously, I felt attracted to him from the start. I think he's a very beautiful man. A beautiful man. I have never especially liked blondes, men or women, but he's a beautiful man. Um, And I don't remember my first impression of him. Obviously, I didn't hate him, but I don't know if it, if it was love so much but it, it he grew on me because of the things that you will see at some point it, and then it became an obsession I became obsessed with him okay as I do with many characters yes over many phantoms.
2: yes yes I'm very much looking forward to our audience uh, learning how obsessed you are with certain people
1: Let's get on with the list. Come on.
2: Yeah, the rest of the crew. So, uh, in order in which they're introduced, I think, uh, I think next is the Doctor, Fox.
1: Adore him. I love him.
2: I like him. I like him. His smile is very creepy. um, The alien smile. I'm curious as to how they did that. Presumably CG. But it's very, very, very well done. Uh, I like his geeky nerdiness about new species and stuff. And again, I'm looking forward to seeing him interact with, other crew member seeing him outside the med bay, you know, as they say,
1: as they say, lifelong, lifelong saying.
2: <laughs> Next, I think is Hoshi, mm-hmm. who uh, I also very much enjoy. She's a good character. She's kind of fulfilled that. I suppose I mean you get the impression that she's worked with Archer before, but there's also a kind of inexperience and a naivety to her, which I'm going off the episodes that I remember that I've also seen in the future. Looking forward to analyzing her, some might say miraculous linguistic skills with you later on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get to that. So yeah, again, I like her. Um, I'm curious to see how they dive into and explore her past with Archer. Uh, there definitely is a past there. Not a romantic one. I really hope it doesn't turn into a romantic thing because I guess I feel like it's a very platonic thing. Not that I don't want it to be a romantic, but I just don't get much chemistry between them. But maybe, maybe later. I don't know.
1: Okay, so I try not to say anything because we did say, let's keep the spoilers to a minimum. And obviously, I agree. I hate fucking spoilers. But I wasn't counting on you seeing my face. So I'm trying to be stoic. And at the same time, I don't remember everything that happens. At the same time, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, like, is there a romantic past I don't think there's a romantic past but maybe there is so I'm, I'm also at the same time trying not to spoil it for myself <laughs> by thinking too hard about it
2: good okay um, and then we have uh, Mayweather yes who again I like again he fulfills uh, a trope in these shows which is the young rookie inexperienced bit rogue looking forward to him learning a few lessons you know maturing as the show goes on, becoming more responsible. Mm-hmm. And then finally we have I think finally. Yeah, finally we have Reed. Yes,
1: I think it's finally. <laughs>
2: finally we have Reed. And I uh, look I mean as as an Irishman, not even just as an Irishman, but as someone who has grown up uh watching eighties, uh, nineties action movies. He's English. He's obviously not trustworthy at all. I just don't like him. And I've I I watched seven episodes And there's absolutely zero hint of him being untrustworthy. (laughs) There's zero, there's no shots of him giving like side eye in the background or, you know, I just cannot trust him at all. And he looks like he's wearing way too much lip balm. I don't know why.
1: Yes, It's really true. weird.
2: He looks like he's just like... like I, re- I imagine his cabin is just full of lip balm. That's what just, the
1: buckets are for.
2: Yeah, he just uses a tube a day. Just constantly. Like, that guy gets dry lips. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Uh. That is so true. I just, yeah, I cannot trust him. He's also head of weapons, which, I mean, I think this is the first time in a Star Trek series we've had a head of weapons. We have a security officer, but we don't have, like, an armory. So, yeah, look, I just can't, I cannot trust an Englishman who's in charge of weapons. I'm sorry. (laughs) But I'm looking forward to seeing how that pans out. You're not
1: biased. It's just logic. Okay, I'm not going to talk about the future of the series, but I am going to say my impression i agree with you
2: did you had you had the same impression after watching it
1: i didn't um mistrust him i don't think i thought there was an evil intention but i didn't like him i i I didn't he was my least favorite character and i think it was because he's british i can say it i'm spanish we're in the same level of colonialism and everything.
2: <laughs> yeah, you're a fellow colonist. So you're allowed to criticize Yes, each other.
1: of course. I'm a white woman a uh, colonist. So no. I didn't like him. Um I didn't like that he was the weapon officer as well. Like maybe if he had been the doctor and then the doctor had been a weapon officer, maybe it would have been different. But because he's a, a a British man in charge of weapons, what are you doing, sir?
2: Also he's he's always giving out about how they don't work. <laughs> Which is like yeah. it's, really, it's like, hmm, I wonder why.
1: Yeah, so I'm not gonna say the future of him. I'm just saying my first impression impression of him. Well I mean was it wasn't the same as yours, but it was similar, like I didn't like him. And then my first impression of everyone else is similar to yours. I did like the rest of the crew, he's just my least favorite. Yeah. He's the most dislikable character in the crew that we were introduced to.
2: I think even if they turn it around, or even if they manage, even if at the end of the series he's completely, like, justified himself in being there and not being a treacherous little shit, I think I would still dislike him because there's just, he just doesn't really seem to have any, like, nice qualities.
1: I would like to see how it evolves when you keep watching, but I'm not going to say anything about him. I'm just saying my first impression was the same. Negative impression.
2: The final uh, crew member then, and this will be short, is obviously Porthos. And he's a legend. (laughs) I love Porthos. (laughs) The best. (laughs) The most important character. If anything happens to Porthos, and I know it won't because he's a dog and it's American TV, they're not going to do anything to the dog. But if anything does happen to Porthos, I'm cancelling the podcast. One other thing I wanted to talk about, and then I'll deliver it to you because I've been doing a lot of talking. Is that I like in this episode they address a very uh, common Star Trek theme, which is that of humans imposing their ethical beliefs on other cultures. I think it's a, and it's one of the reasons I like Star Trek, because Star Trek does get into these kind of sometimes philosophical themes. I know that that's important to you as well. Uh, what else yes. do you like about Star Trek, or what do you have to say about that particular theme?
1: Um, I agree. I like, That since the beginning, in the 60s, Star Trek has always been a step ahead of society at its time. The 60s were the decade where Black people were gaining independence and gaining their rights, fighting for them, dying for them. It was so important to have a main character that was not only Black, but also was a a female. Like, she's a woman, and she's an important character of the show, that wasn't just killed off after one episode. It's like she's there, and she was there, and she continued to be there until the end of the movies. Same with Zulu, an Asian man in a protagonist role. And I think that just because of that, I like it. But also for me, Star Trek has always been about accepting everything. Like everything that's other to you, to you, that is alien to you, just understand it. And not just reject it. Like, they were not afraid to just show, or they are not afraid. I think the Star Trek universe still is like that. That they're not afraid to, like, throw something different into the mix. And them having to adapt and learn about it and see how this new thing that they haven't thought about, they haven't experienced, they have no knowledge of how they... Bring it into their own life, and instead of just being like, "Oh, you're different to me, so you're the enemy," or you're not accepted. Like I don't accept you. That you may not accept something, but you should do it after you know everything about it, and not do it as a first instinct to just reject everything that is other to you. So that is why I personally like Star Trek. Uh,
2: yeah, I completely agree with you. I always laugh when you know you see complaints about like Discovery our newer Trek suddenly becoming woke and it's like maybe you never watched Star Trek before and <laughs> um, the politics was yeah. always there the social issues were always there and yeah those issues come up and I look forward to discussing them with you on future episodes
0: yes um I don't I think I think
2: we've kind of reached a Organic conclusion there. Is there anything else you wanted to say about this episode of Star Trek Enterprise?
1: No. No. I think we talked about the main points, the crew, the introduction of the crew.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I think the main plot point was the introduction of the temporal war. Yeah. Obviously, there are more things happening, but I feel like those are the main two things that we could discuss about this episode.
2: Yeah, I think we I think we have covered everything. So we shall be back with episode two of Pod Me Up Scotty. Andrea, do you want to do you have our socials there? Do you want to plug our socials? We would appreciate a follow and a subscribe, I suppose.
1: Uh so both Twitter and TikTok are at Up, Scotty. So thank you very much for listening and hearing us rant about dumb shit. Uh, it's not over there are there is more dumb shit to come
2: oh my god there's literally tens of series tens of <laughs> seasons hundreds of episodes thousands of hours and um, so yeah
0: yeah we're going to be here a while yeah
2: so yeah anyway uh thanks for listening and we will hopefully talk to you again shortly
0: bye bye Was up home. Sean Astin, uh, your hobbit friend, uh, quoted as saying, You are a beautiful man, a beautiful man.